The message you're about to listen to is from Pentecost International Worship Center. PIWC Accra is a ministry of the Church of Pentecost. We pray that the entrance of the Word of God would bring light and impart understanding to your hearts. And now, the message for today. Beloved, our theme is being equipped with the resurrection power to possess the nations. Shall we turn our Bibles to Philippians chapter 3, verse 10? I want to know Christ. Yes. <laughs> You've got to enjoy the writings of Paul <laughs> and the emphasis he lays over there. Are you willing to say a yes over there? Who wants to know Christ tonight? He says, yes. <laughs> I want to know who Christ. But now look at how he explains his knowledge of Christ, what he's desiring to acquire. He says, to know something, not just knowing about Christ, but to know something. And that thing is called the power of his thought. In other words, I met this man on my road to Damascus. <laughs> when I thought I was working for him, I was surprised to know that I was actually working against him. He was merciful on me and encountered me on my way to Damascus. Another portion, he would say that I know a man. Then he concludes by saying that he was captured even into the third heavens and the sort of things he saw. He's not allowed to express all to humankind. But upon all these revelations, something surprises him and he says, I still want to know this Christ. But this time, I'm narrowing it down to something that for years I've been struggling to catch. And it's called the power of what? His resurrection. Not just knowing the power of his resurrection, but he's walking us through what actually gives the effects of the resurrection. He says that in the participation or fellowship of what? His sufferings. Is somebody following the scripture? Then, when I have participated in his suffering, there is going to be an output. People must see me in a certain way. He says that becoming like him in his death. There is something Paul is looking for called the power of his resurrection. And the realization of that or the understanding of the effect of the power of this resurrection is in the participation of the suffering of Christ Jesus. Becoming like him in his death. This scripture basically means that anytime we are talking about the resurrection of Christ Jesus, there are certain things we cannot overlook. One, his suffering. Hello. Did you get that? Then his death on the cross. Ultimately, his blood, which was shed. These are the things that give effect to the resurrection. Until there is death and until there is a cross, we cannot talk about a resurrection. These are the things we need to give so that we can understand the effect of the resurrection. If we are looking at the death, then we need to be interested in the cross, the cross 
of Jesus. What actually led to it? The cross of Jesus. In the days of Jesus, I want us to step back. We must all understand that there were other means of dying. And I've always been reflecting on this. If Jesus, you've been born to die, we have no problem with that. But in the Greco-Romanian era, there were other means of dying. Why didn't he choose any of these mechanisms of exiting, but chose the cross? Immediately we understand the import of the cross, we will appreciate the power of his resurrection. So let us walk through this. You would soon see that truly in this period, one of the methods of killing was toning. If you look at Acts chapter 7, verse 54 to 60, I'm sure we know the story of Stephen. What happened to him? He was stoned. So that was one of the methods of death. Why didn't Jesus choose stoning to death? We're walking slowly on this. Not only that, you could be killed by the sword. In Acts chapter 12, verse 2, you see the killing of James by the sword. You also see in the Gospels the killing of John the Baptist by the sword. Anytime there was civil judgment, you could be killed by the sword. Killing by the sword. The third thing you find in Scripture is hanging. Death by hanging. Remember, we've tied on death by stoning, death by killing by the sword, and also hanging. That was similar to committing suicide in Matthew 27, verse 3 to 10. We see Judas Iscariot over there. There are other instances where people are thrown down a cleft. In other words, you get to the edge of a rock and you are dropped like that. So that is also another method of death. Among all this, Jesus bypassed stoning, killing by the sword, hanging, throwing down a cleft, and went by crucifixion on the cross. Matthew 27, 32 to 56. Why the cross? Why the cross? Friends, we can go back to Genesis chapter 3. Then we will understand why the cross. In Genesis chapter 3, by the time punishment is executed on the creation of God, the word of God to the serpent begins with, curse be unto you. In other words, God's execution of punishment started with this word we can call what? Curse, curse, curse. Are we all together on that? So if you sum up, the punishment that God offered unto his creation, the first component of it is a curse. Unproductivity, diseases, troubles, challenges. In fact, everything that results in the lack of pleasure or happiness in the things of God, pleasure as in joy in the Lord, not worldly pleasure. Everything you can imagine came through the curse, economic situation. Many things, because not just the serpent, but the land also was affected. The next major thing that happened to creation, and this specifically to the human being, 
was condemnation to death. Condemnation to death. So if we sum up Genesis chapter 3, there are two main things we are getting over there. The curse of creation and also condemnation to death. If there is any power that is to offset or change the history or the situation of mankind, it must deal with the curse and it must also deal with the condemnation to death. And this is why I'm sure Satan went on a holiday because it was going to be very difficult to deal with this. So now the question is, why would he choose the cross? Look at Deuteronomy chapter 21 verse 22. If someone guilty of a capital offense is put to death and their body is exposed on a pole, you must not leave the body hanging on the pole overnight. So you now understand why it was important for the people to go and check whether they were dead and they started breaking their leg because the body must not hang on the pole overnight. So when the sun was setting, they had to do right by getting their bodies off the pole. Be sure to bury it that same day. This is the instruction. Because anyone who is hung on a pole is under God's curse. The first thing that happened to man or creation in the book of Genesis was curses upon curses. But you see, Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 will say that Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. So that curse that appeared in the book of Genesis chapter 3, Christ Jesus presented himself unto us on the cross by becoming a curse for us. So that by him, we will receive our breakthrough. He became a curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone who is hung on the pole. Let me give you a taste of the curse of the law. Then you will appreciate what has happened. In Deuteronomy 28, 15 to 68. Deuteronomy 28, 15 to 68. Let's see some highlights of the curses of the law. Then you see how many of us could have passed this. Maybe we start with the verse 15, just a taste of it. However, if you do not obey the Lord your God and do not carefully follow all his commands and decrees I'm giving you today, all these curses will come on you and overtake you. This is the word of the Lord. So you listen to it carefully. So if you, not a big lie, little lie, small, small. <laughs> Those little things sometimes we struggle with. He says that immediately you miss the standard, listen to what will come. You will be cursed in the city and cursed in the country. So what that means is that if you are cursed in Accra, Ghana is affected. If you decide to move to Nigeria and you go and stay in a city, Lagos, Nigeria is affected. If you decide to move, okay, let me move outside Africa and go to Europe, go to Germany. Immediately you get to Stuttgart, Germany is affected. You will be cursed in the city and cursed in the country. Your basket and your kneading trough will be cursed. In other words, your source of food would also be cursed. Then he goes on to say that, look, this is not the end of it. The fruit of your womb will be cursed. The curse will affect your children. It will affect your grandchildren. Your great-grandchildren will be affected. So the fruit of your womb will be cursed. He goes further to say that, and the crops of your land. 
and the calves of your heads and the lambs of your flocks. You will be cursed when you come in and cursed when you go out. Can you imagine that? Friends, the death of Christ Jesus on the cross redeemed us from the curse of the law. The reason why we are dwelling on power from that perspective is that it's got to be powerful to be able to break the curse of the law. And the truth of the matter is the one who descended is the same who ascended. So if we are talking about the ascension power, then that same power that took him down is able to cause the miracle in our lives. It's got power. It's got power. You see, the cross dealt with the religiosity of the day. I've always thought about this. If you are a theologian, if you are a religious leader, and you have a certain perspective about God, how great and how mighty, of course, great and mighty, but if you see God as like a father up there ready to punish, and you only come to realize that the fullness of God dwelled in that carpenter boy from Nazareth walking down the streets, you see that it defeats all your theology and all your imaginations, and therefore you will not be comfortable. You must appreciate why the Pharisees wanted to get him off. Because he slapped the face of their theology at that time. That the God you were talking about is not the actual God that he, you thought he was. He is a loving God. He is a God who wants to identify with humanity. But they were presenting a God who was far away from humanity. The theology of the day had problems. This was for the Jews. So remember, this casting we are talking about was for the Jews. Are we on the same page? It's a case. Besides the Jews, we had the Greeks, we had the Romans, we had some powerful guys. They also had to be birds. And let's look at how this meant for them. Anyone who died on the cross, to the Jew it was a curse, and we have just explained part of the curse, the curse of the law over there. But to the Romans, the dying on the cross was for the hardest of criminals. In fact, those who were condemned to death. I don't want you to forget the Genesis account, the two things. Curse and what? Condemnation. We've narrowed down the curse, linking it to the Jews, the religious people. But condemnation also for the Roman authority and for all people who were not Jews. They killed them openly on the cross, almost naked, to establish their authority so that everyone will fear them and know that you dare not challenge the Roman government. You dare not fight them. You dare not arise against them because you'll be condemned. You will die on the cross. The Romans invented this tool for criminals. Friends, we were condemned to hell. We were condemned to die. But Christ Jesus placed us in himself and fitted himself onto the cross. So that just as Paul writes in Romans chapter 8 verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. 
dear one, you've been listening to God's anointed minister of the gospel, Apostle Professor Kwabna Ijapong Kudia. He is a man with deep understanding of the word and an associate minister of Pentecost International Worship Center. PIWC Accra is a ministry of the Church of Pentecost. Is somebody here? Two things, the curse and also the condemnation. The cross dealt with the curse. The cross dealt with the condemnation. He took the condemnation upon himself. He was condemned so that everyone condemned in a society can be saved. He was condemned so that the rejected can come to him. He was condemned so that the neglected can come to him. He was condemned so that the deprived can come to him. He was condemned so that the poor and the needy can come to him. Death on the cross was the worst punishment, friends. But he took that path so that the worst of all can come to him. Criminals are welcome this evening. Prostitutes are welcome this evening. Madras are welcome to be set free. Liars are covered. Thieves are not exempted. Forgiveness is offered to all because by the cross, the curse has been dealt with and condemnation has also been dealt with. Now listen to this very important statement, friends. As I studied the ministry of Jesus, I realized how he was quick to provide solutions to all he came into contact with. But you see, the reality of the matter is it was not all those who were sick during his days that were healed. Those he came into contact with, he healed. Even when he fed the 5,000, the community did not number 5,000. So it was only a small group relative to the larger group that he fed. When he raised Lazarus back to life, it wasn't all the dead who came back to life. It was only Lazarus. The only thing he has offered unto all is salvation by his cross, which casts across whether white or black, whether poor or rich, whether young or old. The only thing that is offered unto everyone is salvation by the cross. Every other thing was limited to a certain group of people. Forgiveness is unto all. Coming to him is unto all. In fact, he calls all today to come to him. His death and resurrection is attended by all. All are invited. All are supposed to come in. That is why the message is whosoever may come. Whosoever may come, he is calling unto himself. For it is the greatest gift that he is offering unto mankind. Every other thing is a partial fulfillment of what we are yet to receive. But the one which is full and the one which is total is the salvation he offers by the cross and the power he gives through his resurrection. He offers forgiveness and it is unto all. Friends, now you look at the scripture carefully. Bible says that Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. Listen to it carefully. But we preach who? Christ crucified. On what? The cross. Then he goes on to say that a stumbling block to Jews. Do you know what that means? 
It means to the Jews, anyone who dies on the cross is cursed. So what he's saying is that we preach Christ crucified, who was seen as the cursed by God by the Jews. Then he goes on to say that, and foolishness to Gentiles. What that means is that to the Gentiles, whoever dies on the cross is condemned by the law. So the two things man suffered, the curse and the condemnation, are fully resolved in what happened on the cross. Friends, can I announce to you that he has paid it in full? Oh, he has paid it in full. Then he says that Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. He solved the first problem of man. He has solved the problem of mankind, curses and condemnation. Today, if you look up unto the one who hangs on the cross, Christ Jesus, who died on the cross, in fact, salvation will reach you. The one who descended, that same power, also raised him up into the heavens so that he will fill the whole universe. It means that no matter your level, whether low in the middle or high, he descended to the lowest part and ascended to the highest part. He's got a message for you. He's got a package for you. He's got a breakthrough for you. He's got answers for you in the power that is ensued in his resurrection. The power of the cross. He fills the whole universe. And now, you look at how he puts it this way. I am not ashamed of the gospel. In other words, I'm not ashamed of the cross. I'm not ashamed of the death. I am not ashamed of whatever happened to Jesus. The reason is that it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jews and now to the Gentiles. Friends, there are only two things I've tried to establish. The first one being the curse that the Jews perceive of anyone who was hanging on the cross. And the other one is the condemnation by the law as the Romans and the Gentiles perceived it. But in the death of Christ Jesus, these two have been paid completely. So you see, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. So if you look at the wording carefully, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. So what is the message of the cross, if you look at the import of that scripture? It is what? The power of God. If there is any power God shows to his congregation, to mankind, it is in the message of the cross. Listen to this very important point then. It is not the cross. Some people base this and make it look like it is the wooden or golden structure which contains the power. Paul was careful to say that the message of the cross. The message of the cross. Not the cross. The message of what? The cross. So if you are not careful, you may be tempted to think that I'm going to keep the cross under my pillow. And it's going to protect me. If you are not careful, you would think that when I hold it in my pocket, or sometimes when I hold it and squeeze it like that, and there is danger because I'm having the cross with me, 
If you are not careful, a prophet will deceive you by giving you the wooden cross and even say that use it as a necklace in as much as we have nothing against using necklaces which are designed as cross. But remember the word of the Lord says that the message of the cross. And this is what I present to you. That same power on the cross is what is represented on the third day as the resurrection power. And it is the power of God to heal. It is the power of God to baptize. It is the power of God to bring about the breakthrough. It's the power of God to bring about the miracle. It's the power of God to do whatever you are expecting. This is the message of the cross. We want to lift up our hands unto God and call on this power into our lives. That, oh God, this is what we need to possess the nations. This is what we need to fulfill your will. This is what we need to work right at the workplace. This is what we need in the name of Jesus. This is the power that we are talking about. It dissolves cases and comforts the brokenhearted. Ultimately, it helps us to possess the nation. Thank you, Lord. I want to give opportunity to anyone who has heard the word of God that the greatest problem of creation, mankind, the problem was classified in twofold, a curse and also condemnation to die. But this has been paid fully. Christ Jesus chose the cross because in the cross to the Jew, curses are upon the one who hangs on it. So he paid for the curses. And now to the Romans also, it called for condemnation. Yeah. The very thing human beings suffer right from oh, creation yeah. when we sin has been paid fully, fully oh, on the cross. Yes, Lord. Therefore, we present the man who hanged on the cross, Jesus, Jesus Christ, unto all. Yes, Lord. That when you look up unto him, you will be saved. Mm. Who wants to look unto Jesus? We've been doing this, and each time we do this, people come to know Jesus. Mm. Just last week, we were at a place. And when we spoke the word of the Lord like this, a gentleman from nowhere, you could smell alcohol around the person. He came weeping at the cross. Then I saw that indeed at the cross, all condemnations are taken away. Indeed at the cross, the curse of the Lord is broken. Your time is tonight. Who wants to come to Jesus? Who wants to say that, Lord, break this curse upon me? Lord, take away this condemnation. This can be achieved. If only you will look at the man, Christ Jesus on the cross. Yes, Lord. We present Jesus to you Jesus. who wants to accept Jesus. The curses will be broken. The condemnations will be no more. Because on the cross it was paid up full. Who wants to accept Jesus? Curses will be broken. Condemnations will be no more. Because they were paid in full on the cross. Now let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Have you seen what is the power of God? The power of God is described in many forms. But when we are talking about the resurrection power, which is equally the power of God, a mystery is provided over here. The message of the cross. The middle is describing people who can be called fools and others who are perishing and those who are being saved. 
But if you put all of that in a bracket, then what he's saying is that the message of the cross is the power of God. We hope your heart has been quickened by hearing the word of God through this message. If you desire to accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, please say this prayer with us. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. You came to die because of my sins. I therefore accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. I will serve you all the days of my life. So help me, God. Amen. If you just said this prayer, we welcome you to the family of God. Are you looking to find a place of worship where there is relevant teaching, heartfelt worship, passion and action toward the unsaved, constant prayer, compassionate care for the needy, and honest Christ-centered relationships? Then join us fellowship at the PIWC Dome at the Accra Technical Training Center, ATTC Kokomlimli Accra, our Sunday celebration service. Join our Miracle Dawn service every Wednesday, 5.30 a.m. to 7 a.m. And our Friday prayer meeting, dubbed Cry Out, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. For more information, contact us on 0208-779-774-0277-144-128 and 0502-444-814. You can also visit our website at piwcacra.org to know more. And let's get interactive on all social media platforms at PIWC Accra. Thank you. Until next time. We pray that you would reach out by faith and receive everything that's yours through God's grace. You are blessed.